Welcome to the Sharon Cliff Podcast. I help experienced female business owners who have reached a revenue and passion plateau create renewed desire and time freedom for strengthening their relationships with themselves and others without sacrificing revenue growth and losing their individuality. I do this by uncovering your true underlying passion, energy, and flow to optimize your growth strategies. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons to connect self, mind, body, spirit, and passion. I'm a curious entrepreneur, intuitive coach, mentor, wife, and mum to four amazing humans who enjoys living life on my terms. Turn up the volume. Let's do this. So today on the Sharon Cliff Podcast, we have Christine Corcoran, and she's going to be talking to us all around energetics of money. So Christine, if you can let all the listeners know who you are and what it is that you do. Thanks so much for having me, Sharon. I really appreciate you inviting me on the podcast. I love that our journey has, this is not the beginning. We've known each other for a little while now and you know my work so well. So that's amazing that we can have such a great conversation about this today. Um, So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Christine Corker and I'm a business mindset coach and I love to work with women who are wanting to up level and to go to that next level of success in their business and they feel like they're getting in their own way. So if they're self-sabotaging, if they're struggling with the imposter syndrome, if they're blocking their own abundance by blocking their, their literally they're blocking their money from coming in to their business through self-sabotage or through, um, you know, all different forms of the ways that we don't charge what we're worth, where, you know, <laughs> talking people out of working with us. Like there's so many things that we do as a woman in business that I love to actually unpack the root cause of why we do that and help you shift it on an energetic level. So then you no longer feel that your behavior is being driven by that wound or by that belief system. And so I love to work with upgrading the blueprint that we're currently running to now step into that next version of you. So then you can start to thrive. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, Christine and I, we've sort of been, you know, connected for, I think we're we're saying about 18 months or two years. I went to a networking event where I hadn't been to networking events for years popped up in one and was sort of working my way through the room and saw Christine um, over in the corner talking and she was talking about a business retreat and I was like, ooh, I wouldn't mind going to that. And then I listened to, to, you know, what it was about and I went straight home that night and signed up and it's the first business retreat I've ever done. And I went sort of searching for answers and honestly within the first 20 minutes, exactly what I was looking for, Christine delivered. So I've been to lots of Christine's um, in-person events and online events and um, honestly she's always got some amazing aha moments and so much value with everything she does so she's amazing so I'm so excited to have her on here today so thank you so much for our listeners we're all at that point now after the sort of the last couple of years of you know probably um, not sort of being stagnant but you know we've all had to reframe what we're doing or we've had to pivot you know even though I don't want to use the word pivot, um, you know, and, and I guess where, you know, some people have thrived and some people haven't. And I think we're all at that point now, this time of year, where we really want to up level. And I hear a lot of people at the moment think, you know, really positive energy and a positive mindset, and they are really keen to up level. So I know that, you know, you talk a, a lot around up leveling. So if someone wants to up level their money mindset, what is the first thing they should do? So, you know, obviously we've got a lot going on. If if there's one thing that we can do, because I, I know you work on a lot of different things with your clients, if there's one 
thing that we can do, what would that be? I think the most powerful thing you could start doing is starting to notice and bring awareness to the abundance that you already have and work on appreciating what you do have because what you appreciate appreciates, right? So often we get caught up in a deep scarcity mindset and we're so noticing of things that aren't working or what's lacking in our lives or in our businesses that we are so focused on that and where your focus goes, your energy goes, right? So I think that the biggest thing you can do is actually start to notice what's already available to you, what's already coming your way. And when you start to have gratitude, and, and I mean like, not just acknowledge it, like not just go, you know, cause I think that sometimes when we talk about like her gratitude process or um, practice, people get so caught up in going, yeah, well, I wrote down the three things I was grateful for and nothing changed, right? Whereas you need to actually feel it yeah. for it to make a difference. So taking a moment to actually acknowledge, yes, that abundance came my way. And I mean, in all forms, I mean, in, people coming into your life, opportunities. It could be some help, right? It could be money. It could be things that people are gifting you. It could be energy. It could be time. Like there's so many different forms of abundance that if we actually just take the time to acknowledge and have gratitude for it, that's actually how we attract more of it. So that would probably be my most important first step. And I feel like I was actually having a conversation with a one-on-one client of mine this morning and she She's like, we've been working through some money mindset stuff recently. And she came up with this insight that she had this morning. And she's like, I had, I sent out an invoice for a, a new client and I sent out $550 was the invoice, right? And this lady, she, she took it and she paid it, which was amazing. So the abundance came in, but then automatically I got a bill that came in for 500. So she's like, that actually reinforced my belief that as it comes in, it goes out, right? It's always going out. And I said to her, well, could it also be true that anytime you need it, it shows up for you? Absolutely. And she was like, oh, well, well, I don't know. <laughs> and this is the, the awkward or the um, uncomfortable feeling of shifting from that scarcity because sometimes the scarcity mindset actually supports us in staying in the victim or staying in a, in a place where we feel safe and comfortable, right? So shifting into an abundance and actually starting to believe that we're all, always supported and that there's so much abundance available to us, that that feels like different and scary, right? Yeah. So, you know, I challenged her on the thought of like, well, wouldn't it also be true that every time that you've needed it in the past, it's shown up for you? She was like, oh, okay, yes. <laughs> she was kind of annoyed with me. <laughs> and I was like, well, why don't you just spend a week, just a week, trying on that thought, right? Trying on that belief that every time you need it, it shows up for you. Just try it because we are literally walking around this world with rose-colored glasses of the belief systems that we hold on to. So she's walking around with the belief that every time it, come, it comes in, it goes out. And so she was recognizing the lack. She was noticing the lack. So the world will then, the universe will then show you more of that. So everything else in the world showed her lack, lack of support, lack of friendships, lack of love, like all of these things that started to show up in other areas of her life was just proving to her that that belief was true. But it's, we need to shift the belief because what you believe you see, Yeah. right? So if you want to see abundance, if you want to have more, then we need to start to believe that that's possible. Yeah, and it's just yeah. reframing, like, you know, yeah. as you said, we, if you're going to go and think of everything from that scarcity mindset, then you're blocking the abundance. So, you know, and then the same with, you know, when you touched on gratitude there, it's it's no good just to go, oh, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for that and write it down. You've really got to feel it 
feel how how that feels but also lean into it as well mm. because that's that's a really powerful energy shift as well when you're really leaning into that gratitude Absolutely. um so when we're talking about you know we and it just then you touched on, on on energy and i'm really passionate about energy it's the thing i talk about all the time and it's number one thing that comes up everyone says you know oh your energy is just amazing and you know, that's the whole reason I switched into coaching because when I was doing consulting, I was switching to coaching, my energy just shifted. And so I'm big on, on, on energy. And I think that in life and business, we don't always step into our, our true energy. And I know you've got a program running where you talk about energe energetics of money. And so you've just spoken about a shift that you've had with a client. What do we need to shift our energy around money? What do we need to do? So I believe that everything is energy and even our thoughts create an energy in our body, right? So we have, and then they obviously create a feeling and the feeling creates the energy in the body. So I'm sure that if you recognize, like if you have a belief system you're holding on to, you could actually pinpoint in your body where you feel it. And that has either a lightness or a weight. And so what we want to be mindful of is like, yeah, everything that we're the constant belief systems of thought patterns that we have are holding an energy and we are projecting that energy out into the world. And so like I was saying before, like we're coloring the world with those belief systems. So if we want to change our energy around money, we've got to start believing something different and start leaning into, like you're saying, like leaning into that gratitude. And because the difference in like, say, anger and gratitude is a lightness to a heaviness, right? So anger feels much heavier in the body than gratitude. Gratitude feels so good. So it's like, what energy, what actual emotions are you experiencing with money? So every single person that I ever speak to and we start talking about money, there is a shift in their energy. And you yeah. can tell the difference because some people are really lit up by it. They understand and they trust in the abundance of it. They feel good about money. They may, may have quite a good money mindset, an abundant money mindset. And then you'll have other people that have had past experiences where money wasn't great or money was scarce or it caused fights in the household or, you know, it, it's always this whole need to prove our worth in order to charge what we're worthy of. And it has this heaviness to it. So I feel like the best way to start shifting your energy around it is deciding to actually focus more on abundance because there is so much available to us and scarcity is, is ingrained in us, right? It's an, it's an ingrained belief system and that is constantly being fed to us through society, through all forms of sales and marketing messaging, through other people around us. Like I was literally, where was I the other day? I think I was at a shop and Oh yeah, I was looking at coffee machines. So I just bought a new coffee machine and I was chatting to this girl in one of the stores about these, these coffee machines and her automatic response was, oh, but this one's cheaper. <laughs> Go for this one because it's cheaper. And I was like, um, how do you know how much money I have? Like, I actually prefer quality yeah. and I actually want the top of the range, thanks. Oh, <laughs> right? I'm just going to make the perfect coffee. I don't care how much it costs. Exactly. Do you know how important coffee is? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Believe me, I've only had one today. And I need another one. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's like we are constantly being fed that scarcity and scarcity feels heavy and it feels draining and it feels like this weight that we hold on to. And if we're constantly being fed that, the way that we need to shift our energy around money is start to look at the abundance and start to believe that there is actually something else. 
right? So we've got to reprogram our minds for abundance because we're always being fed scarcity. So we've got to choose to decide that I'm no longer going to believe that there isn't enough. There is plenty to go around, like plenty. Like Elon Musk just gave $51 billion to support world hunger. Like $51 billion he just had to give, like amazing, right? And if you actually looked at how much money is circulating in the world, it's, I remember, I don't remember we spoke about this at um, Rise Up, right? I spoke about how like there's so much money circulating in the world every day. And at the time it was $19 trillion. I checked it a couple of days ago to talk about it again in my Energetics and Money program. And it had gone to like 71 trillion oh. in two years. They are literally printing money every single day. Now, I don't know what that's going to do for our economy, but it's, I'm wanting you to start to think about, well, hang on, there is plenty of abundance available to us, but if we keep believing that there's not enough, that's all we'll see. So we've got to start to shift into an abundance and that's where gratitude helps is actually starting to practice abundant feelings in our bodies and start to practice the energy of lightness and energy of abundance. Yeah, and the thing is too, it's a ripple effect. So, you know, that gratitude and abundance, you know, it, okay, we're talking about money mindset, but it's also the relationships with, that you have with, you know, friends and family. It's your business. and It affects every part of it. You know, as you said before, like you might have a great partnership with someone, but if when money becomes an issue and you start to argue, it affects your relationships. And then could affect your whole family dynamics or, you know, in, in your business, if, if you've got that scarcity mindset and you think, oh, you know, there's not enough, you know, work or clients out there for me. Um, you know, I mean, I always throw this back to the hairdressing industry, you know, and, and, and fast food. Like there's like when I first moved to Queensland, the suburb that I'm in, there was like 20 hairdressing salons. I'm like, why would we need 20? You know, it's like petrol stations like there's at least 10 petrol stations in every suburb at the moment like there's four being built on the on one road near here mm. and you know and fast food's the same you've got how many different change chains of fast food in in every suburb and i think if you you know with your business if you think oh you know there's already a business coach out there or there's already a hairdresser out there or there's already so many people doing that in my industry there's not enough room for me. There absolutely is. And you've just proved that with, you know, what is it, $73 trillion, you know, dollars yeah. out there circulating. There is enough money and enough business and enough clients out there for everyone. And that, absolutely. I think, is a, is a big part of it when we're talking about, um, you know, our mindset and our energy around money. Yeah. And I think it's also being mindful of that, you know, scarcity sells. So, like, that's why, like, big conglomerations and sales and marketing utilise that messaging that there's not enough is because it creates urgency in order for you to buy. Yeah. Right. So we want to recognize that, that we're always being conditioned for scarcity, but you know, what's interesting though, like we quit, like I want you to question it. Like the thoughts and the beliefs that you're having around money, you want to question them because if they're not serving you, you need to shift them. Right. But why aren't we questioning the scarcity? Right. So if we question, like if we have a belief that there's not enough or that there is never enough to go around or whatever it might be, there's you know, believing in the lack, do you, ever, do you ever question if there's enough blades of grass? Like, do we ever question, is there enough air for us to breathe? Like water. enough drops of water in the ocean, right? We don't question those things because we know there is enough, but it's the thing that's actually attached to value. And because it's so attached to our self-worth, it's attached to our 
need for safety, stability, um, shelter and food, like evolutionary needs that we actually, obviously to survive, we need money to support that piece, right? So it's attached to so many different things in our lives that we've got to learn to actually disconnect from it. Otherwise we're going to get so caught up in believing in the lack because of the messaging. We need to start to to decide that there is plenty to go around. And when we start to color our world with that belief system, so much more abundance comes our way. Yeah, everything shifts. That's mm. right. Now, I was um, talking to you before we came on about, you know, I've, I've been doing a lot of work lately around my, um, my inner mean girl and I did 75 hard last year and it was all about, you know, um, discipline and the, the, the inner voice and the inner, inner critic that you've got. And so I'm currently reading Melissa Ambrosini's book around, um, you know, that sort of mean girl. And I was listening to one of your podcasts last week and on that you were talking about the inner dialogue that we have with ourselves and how the language that we use affects how much money we can we can make. So I actually wanted to bring that up today because it was a really interesting episode where because you know obviously I've been doing a lot around you know how I talk to myself and the language that I use and sometimes you pull yourself up and go I would never speak to someone else like that why am I talking to myself like that and so I wanted to to ask you so how can we be more aware of what language we're using internally and what can we do to shift that because if what we're telling ourselves internally is affecting how much money we're making. Again, that links into that scarcity mindset, but what can we do to actually shift that? Okay. So the first thing that I would, it's such a good question. It honestly does impact because our thoughts are impacting how we feel and then our feelings are driving our behavior. So if we're thinking, well, I can't charge that, then what do we do? We feel inadequate or we feel not enough. And then we end up undercharging, right? We end up sending that invoice out less than what we would have hoped originally, right? Less than what we're worth. So it actually impacts our behavior, which then obviously impacts our results. The first thing I would suggest is start to pay attention to any interaction that you have with money throughout the day and start to notice what you're telling yourself when you're doing that. So sometimes you might be at the shops and you look at something and you go, oh, I can't afford that or "Mm, that's a bit expensive, right? Like we start to actually have language around money that it's, you know, we don't have enough and it's that awareness around it first. Now, a lot of those thought patterns are actually uh, behaviors of pattern, sorry, belief systems that we've actually been passed down to us through our older generation. So usually the way that we talk to ourselves, we've learned before, right? So something we just came up with on that moment, you've repeated it probably many, many times, and it's probably come from your parents' Mm. situation. So what I normally like to do is start to one, address it, bring awareness to it and see where are the patterns? What are the thoughts that you're thinking consistently? Like you're always telling yourself you can't afford it. You're always telling yourself that it's too expensive and start to actually use language that's much more empowering that supports and actually focuses on the facts, right? Because the like language like that, it's, there's only so much truth to it, right? Like when you think about like, okay, I can't afford that. You may be judging that based on the price and your priorities or what you choose to be spending on that type of item, right? It's not that you can't afford it. You can absolutely afford it. I'm sure you can absolutely afford it, but you're choosing to spend your money elsewhere. So I believe that it's a relationship that you have with money. So you are either speaking about it in kindness and compassion, or you're speaking about it and blaming it for not being around, right? So you can absolutely afford it, but you're choosing to spend it elsewhere. So instead I will actually say to myself like, "Mm, not yet, 
not ready for that yet. So I'm putting it out into the future, but, or I'm also saying to myself, I'm choosing to spend my money elsewhere, right? Because like someone might say to me, oh yeah, but I've got, I can't afford it because I've got all of these bills. I'm like, cool. Well, you could choose not to pay your bills. And I'm not condoning that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you can, it's all a choice, right? You are choosing where you prioritize to spend your money. And if your priority is to pay your mortgage and to pay your bills, because that's what's important to you, then you want to honor that. And you want to also acknowledge that the thing that you're looking at buying is not the right price point. Like sometimes I'm super honest with myself and I'll go, you know what? I really value and respect money and I'm not wasting my money on that because they're asking way too much. Unless it's a coffee machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. So unless it's a coffee machine. So I think it's important that we bring the facts back to it and not just let an old pattern of thought drive how we feel, because what's underlying that, because your your belief systems always have an opposite belief system that's deduced in the situation. So let's say you're shopping and your, your thought is, well, I can't afford that. Then deduces to be, I don't have enough. Then deduces like, well, am I enough? Right. So it starts to tap into our self-worth, whereas your money is so separate to you as a person. It's got nothing to do with your worth. You are a worthy human being. You were born that way. You are inherently worthy. Money is something that we utilize as a form of energy that we use to exchange for something of value. So you get to choose where you spend that. And I always like to think about it from a respectful place. You don't want to be frivolous. You don't want to be throwing it away. You want to be honoring that energy. The way that it comes in is also the way that you get to send it out. So if we're always circulating it, choose how you want to circulate it. But when it comes to the self-dialogue, it's like, where are you limiting yourself, right? Where are you causing yourself to believe that you're less than or you don't have enough? It's probably the first step is just having that awareness in the interactions and start to question that thought. Okay. I love that. And that comes into the next point that I wanted to to talk about, that, that worthy piece, because as women, we we actually don't think that we're worthy and whether that's been something that, you know, has come from, you know, generations before us or whether there's been something happen in our life where we don't think that we're worthy. And why, why do you think that is? Because, you know, we've just talked about, you know, the conversation when you're buying something you don't think you're worthy. Why do you think that that is more of an issue for women? Hmm. I believe that it does definitely have something to do with society's messaging in a woman not being enough. We don't get paid the same. We're not equal to men in regards to that situation. Like a lot of the time we're still not being paid the same amount that men are. There's a different, there's a lot of different language that ha that speaks about women, right? They were always having to fix something, look better, change something in order to be worthy of people's love and attention. But it starts earlier on than that. And I think that, you know, when we come into this world, we're born into this world as this beautiful baby and we're already worthy. We already have a sense of our self-worth. But honestly, I feel like it gets eroded with different experiences that we have and the messaging and the conditioning that happen in society. And like, for instance, like on a call that I was on this morning, one of the girls uncovered that she's like, oh, when... When my parents spoke about money when I was a kid, they actually worked so hard. They were always working, hustling, 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 stressing out about money all the time that they didn't didn't have enough time to spend with me. And so then I felt that I wasn't worthy of their time. And I was like, oh, my God, like my heart bleeds for her because I'm like, but let's actually look at that. Is that even true? They were, would they, could it also be true that they were working so hard to put food, food on the table, to put a roof over your head, to make sure that you had everything you needed for school. So they were doing it for you 
but our little young little brain deduces the belief system that well that just means that they don't want to spend time with me they would rather work than spend time with me and it's it's so interesting because our brains are so malleable at that age that the different experiences affect our sense of worthiness yeah. and so as an adult i believe it's our it's our responsibility to start to question these beliefs and let's not blame parents at all like they did the best they could with what they had but start to actually choose to go hang on a minute why am i believing that i'm not worthy who said i'm not worthy and start to actually unpack what's going on there because self-worth is a practice it's honestly what i believe it is because of the constant conditioning that we have it's coming back to that practice of choosing to feel worthy and then acting as you're worthy and developing new belief systems that support your worthiness yeah and there's a common thing throughout all this that's stopping and being aware of either you know what you're thinking what you're doing the, the action and your thoughts and then also you choosing so you choosing to change your thoughts or you choosing yeah. to you know have a different belief system so like with all the different things we spoke about, there's a common theme there about how you can actually shift. And it's, yes, stopping and being aware. And then, okay, well, what's, you know, what are what the thoughts or what are the beliefs that I need to change? Yeah, what do I want to choose instead? Because you know what a belief is? It's just a thought we've thought many, many times. It's just been repeated so many times that, and then we've then gone out into the world and found evidence because remember we colored ourselves colored the glasses and we're seeing the world with that light and we found all this evidence to prove that to be true so now it's just like as an adult we have the responsibility to question those belief systems and see are they serving us and if they're not choosing to believe something else instead and go find the evidence to prove that to be true because there's both sides of the story yeah there's that. always two sides and i think that you know i, I feel like sometimes it sounds simple, like, yeah, just become aware of it and change it. It's not necessarily always that simple. <laughs> no, because, point. you know, sometimes it's, it's you know, it's something that we've, you know, done for 10 years or believed for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, you know, and it's those things take time to change, you know. And as yeah. you say, you know, we're conditioned from so many areas, like, you know, whether it be our parents, whether it be social media, whether it be media, whether it be, you know, who we hang around with and, you know, a lot of the corporates using that, that messaging, it's it just, you know, again, there's the evidence to say, well, that's how it is when actually it's not. We can we can choose to change it. And I like to always pay attention to it too. Like, what am I allowing into my consciousness? Am I con am I consuming stuff that actually is sending me messages that I'm not good enough? Yeah. Am I consuming messages that are fearful? Am I consuming messages that are lack and scarcity? Because I literally am choosing not to believe that. So when I see that out in the world, I'm like, mm, nah, that's not for me. And that's the big thing with social media is that we are consuming so much more and we're consuming on all different levels. And and I think that we've got to be conscious of that and go, well, you know what, that that's not the best kind of messaging that I want to be consuming. It's, you know, and there's a point where you need to go, well, that's not, a good a good um you know medium for me is that i either need to get off that that network or you know unfollow that account or you know not not engage in that because i think that you know you've got so much going on and if you start to go down that rabbit hole you're starting to believe in that and let those things um you know sway sway your your thoughts and you go down that negative path is that we've got, you've got so so much noise and i think you know it'd be great if 
you know, at teenagers at school, if they could have some of these 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 tools and and have someone to go in and say, you know, you need to be aware of, you know, what what messages, what language you're using, um, what belief systems you've got, and you've got you've got choices. You know, by the time you get to my age and mid forties, and it's like you've got so much to try and undo, and you know, you've got all those habits and all those thought processes that you've had for 10, 20 years and belief systems that you've then got to try and change. So, you know, if any of the listeners, if you've got teenage kids out there like like I do, um, this, the whole, everything that we're talking about today would be great to, you know, let them listen to this and go and have a conversation with them as well so that, you know, they're not going through all the same thing, you know, that, that, that I and, you know, my clients and also your clients, Christina, are going through that we're having to go and, you know, undo a lot of these beliefs and thought systems that we've had um, if we had have actually had, you know, this knowledge and these tools earlier to be able to go, well, no, you know what, I am I am worthy, um, I can I can choose the, the path that I want to take. So I think it's it, it's a really great conversation for anyone out there that's got kids to, to go and have that conversation with them now as well. Yeah. Can I also point out one thing? that if they're a parent listening to this and going, oh, my God, how am I going to stuff up my kids? Like if I'm handing down some of these belief systems, I want you to know that, one, you can't eradicate, like, your impact. Like, yes, you can start to change how you think and then obviously change how you speak about money in the, in the household. I think is a really good place to start and start speaking in more of an abundant language and start looking at your belief systems because you're absolutely handing down those. But even start thinking about how the conversations that are happening in the house about money is a really good place to start too. But be mindful that they're going to have their own experience. Like everyone is so individual and unique and how someone takes something from one thing is you can't control, right? You can't change what they're going to make it mean. So I think it's just being mindful because I often have like clients that come to me that have kids and we work through some deep belief systems that they took on board in the most innocent situations in their childhood that like literally that client this morning where she's like, you know, my parents worked so hard, they didn't have time for me. Um, And I'm like, but that's okay. Like you get to work and shift that now. But often like if I have a client that has that and they've got kids, they're always like, oh my God, what am I doing to my children? (laughs) That's right. And, you know, in, in my family, my dad was like, whenever you bought something, how much was that? How much was that? How much did you buy that for? How much did you sell that for? And then I found myself with my kids doing the same thing. How much was that? How much? And then, you know, I'd say, you know, before they owned their cars and they were earning money and, and I'd say, oh, you can't go and buy that because you've got to pay the car. Once you, once you don't have any debt, then you can go and do that. I'm like, what am I saying? They need to enjoy their lives. Like, yes, okay, they need to pay out that that debt but they also need to enjoy their lives and the whole thing about money is that money gives you freedom mm. so whether it's freedom to to choose or whether it's buying you time because you know you can outsource someone to do your, your marketing or yeah. someone to do your washing or someone to do your cleaning so for me money money buys time as well and, and here I am going and saying to them you know I didn't see my dad a lot because he worked a lot when I was younger and here I am saying to to my kids you know about their money story so and I found that a lot of when I went to that rise up conferences that was some of the stuff that we worked on so definitely start thinking about it with your kids about you know how you how you talk about money and, and the things that you say and how much and, how much they actually listen yeah and even being mindful of how you're listening to their generation as well because every generation has different generational blocks around money right so you know, the Gen Y is going to be different to the boomers because of the experiences that they lived through. So we want to be mindful that we're not also giving them our belief systems based on a past generation, because 
back in the day, like my parents, they worked extremely hard. And so they developed a belief system that you have to work hard to earn money. They were farmers. And so then I developed that belief system, right? And then, so then I took that into my world. But you know what's so interesting about the world online right now is that you can earn a lot of money doing not much, like, <laughs> right? Like if you really wanted to earn money in, a di in different ways, like you look at that young kid, Ryan, who has that YouTube channel and he's that unboxer, like he yes. loves to just unbox the things. He's a multimillionaire. I know. What right? are we doing? Like, we're, in the wrong, we're in the wrong gig. Right? Like <laughs> there are so many different ways to make lots of money. And I think that we've got to be mindful that we're not painting our generation onto the newer generation because they're not living in the world that we lived in. Yeah, for sure. That's right. So when it comes to, so I want to bring it back. We were talking about, you know, that that's scarcity mindset versus abundant mindset. So what are your three top tips for moving from that scarcity mindset over to abundance mindset? Mm, love it. It's one of my favorite topics to talk about. Um, okay. So first one I would suggest is what we spoke about before is find gratitude and noticing the abundance that's already available to you and finding gratitude my second would be to celebrate other people's successes, right? Like when you start to, again, it's, a, it's an appreciation of, of seeing what's available. The universe is always showing you what's possible. And if you're not paying attention, then you're not welcoming it into your existence. So if you're getting caught up in comparison, try to shift it to celebration instead and acknowledge that person for what they've been able to achieve and recognize that, hey, the universe is showing you that because it's showing you that this is what's available for you too. So you want to be open to that, right? One of the biggest things that I see that I work with my clients is being open to receiving more, that we're so caught up in the scarcity that we're this tunnel vision of like work, 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 hustle, 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 and all this abundance is coming our way. And we're like, no, I haven't worked hard enough yet. Like get rid of it, right? I'm trying to prove my worth here. And yet when we actually stop and rest and we lean into the feminine side of the business. So I feel like the third tip then would be to actually start to balance the masculine and feminine energies in your business. So the masculine energies are where you need the logic, the structure, the discipline and the budgeting, like, you know, money management, those types of things. But then the feminine is actually leaning into the rest, the surrender, the receiving and allowing it to come in. Right. So actually being in an abundant energy and knowing that you do not have to prove your worthiness. You do not have to work hard for it. And I'm not saying you don't work because the masculine is, yes, the work piece. But when you've got a bit of the both, right, you're actually balancing both. One, you don't burn out. Two, you're actually keeping the flow of the circulation of money open, right? When you're only doing one and you're not like, you're always pushing. It's like an outward, the masculine is like an outward thing of like push, 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 go, 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 sell, 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 right? Hustle. But the opposite hustle, you need to actually open up to receiving it. So I feel like those would be my top three, it would be gratitude, um, recognize the success and celebrate it because you're actually celebrating it for yourself as well. And the third would be balance the masculine and feminine energies in your business. I love them. And just on your second point, before Krista and I actually started recording, she's um, just had a launch of a program. And I, the first thing I said to her was, I was so excited when you kept, you know, posting on Instagram about all the different people that had signed up. So I, it's funny because, you know, that yeah. Lisa and I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm working towards the abundant mindset rather than scarcity because that was the first yeah. thing I said to you. I was so excited with all the people that you had signed up. So it's good. Yeah. And it's really got to come from a place of, absolute unconditional celebration right yeah. because if it's coming from a place of oh that's amazing so good but what about me 
Yeah. And why, why does she have it and I can't? And, oh, it's okay for her, but not for me. Like notice the following resistance that happens in your mind. Like if you're getting caught up in comparison and, or, you're, or you see someone else achieve something that you want to achieve and your secondary response to it is, well, that's not, I don't have it. So you're actually focusing too much on the lack yeah. and less on the abundance, right? So one of my biggest lessons in this was actually before before I hit 100K in my business, it was something that I was working towards and I was doing a lot of money mindset work to actually push through it because I had a real block when it came up to actually hitting that threshold. And we speak about that at Rise Up too, right? Like actually recognizing where your money thresholds are in your life because we actually have an energetic thermostat of what we feel safe or comfortable to receive. And so my thermostat at the time was that 100K. So I was doing a lot of work to actually work through that resistance and start to welcome that into my business and was doing all the things, right? But it's it was really fascinating. I had this op- this experience where one of my friends picked me up to go for a walk. We often go for regular walks and got in the car and she said to me, oh, I forgot to tell you my news. I had some exciting news. And I'm like, oh, cool. Tell me what's what's going on. She's like, I want some money. Like, oh, really? How? And she's like, oh, through the lottery of all places. I thought I threw a scratchy, like a scratchy, like not a lottery ticket, a scratchy. And I was like, oh, amazing. And I said, how much? And in my mind, I was like, oh, maybe 20K, you know, because she was so excited. And she was like, oh, (laughs) $100,000. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Like, it literally blew my mind. And I was so happy for her in every ounce of like, oh my God, that's amazing. It's going to be, that's going to be so good for you. Her partner was going through cancer treatment. Like I was just like, oh babe, like this is going to take so much stress off you. I was just so happy for her and there was no secondary response. And that's when I knew I was like, oh, it's already here. It's on its way. Thank you universe. Like, thank you for sending me this sign. I know I'm totally supported and it's on its way. I don't need to worry about it, stress about it because that's focusing on the lack. And in that moment, like I remember getting out of the car to go for that walk and just being like, wow, that's so, that's a breakthrough for me because it had been consistently working on that to get to that stage. Cause it's not something that just happens overnight. You don't just decide on oh, celebrating people. We actually, which you do, but you want to recognize the, the secondary response that's happening in your mind. Yeah. And I, you know, I've got a similar story myself where, you know, years ago, I'd see someone post about, you know, their new client or, you know, how many coaching programs they'd sold or what, what the income was. And I'm like, oh, she's doing that. Why can't I do that? And you'd be all that negative. And now I'm like, yeah, woo, good on her. That's so exciting. Like, and it's just that total shift because I was that same place where I'd be like, oh, you know, and now it's like, yeah, you celebrate it. Like, good on you. It's yeah. awesome. So, it. yeah, and, and that's that whole thing, you know, with, not so much, not just the scarcity versus abundance, but it's also supporting other, you know, women in, in whether it be in your industry or another industry, just really champion other women as well. And that, I'm a big advocate for that as well because I think that we don't do that enough. Um, we're very quick to, you know, compare or get that imposter syndrome or to go, oh, you know, and, and, and talk other people's, um, you know, results and that down but I think that we really need to be supporting each other you know I've got a group that I'm in at the moment and you know every day we've, we've got this challenge on and we've we've got to um post what our wins are and it's just amazing to go yes that's awesome and like no one's putting anything negative like it's all like that's great and and because we're having to think every day about what our wins are 
you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, yeah, that's a win, like and practice that gratitude. But because we're in a group where we have to post every day, you know, what our wins are, what we're grateful for, it's it's just everything. You force yourself to do it. And I think that you force yourself to actually see it, whereas we our brains so easily distort it or delete it that we don't actually recognize that the the wins, the celebrations, the acknowledgements, the the abundance. And I think that you have to train your brain. And even in like your hardest of days, if you actually take, especially those days, if yeah. you take a moment to go, actually, what was pretty amazing today, right? Like or what worked really well or what abundance came my way anyway. And even if it's something so minute, but when you actually acknowledge it, that's when it starts to appreciate and grow. That's right. And I'll just share one last thing before we wrap up is that for the last couple of years around our dinner table at night time, you've probably heard me talk about this um, on socials plenty of times, but we've, I've got, so I've got four kids, so the six of us at the table. Generally we're all at the table together, but um, it doesn't always happen. But what we do is we go around and we say, what did you learn today? And either, you know, what made you laugh or what made you smile? And so it's a great way to finish up the day because we all talk about what we learn and we share about, you know, what made us smile or what, what made us happy. And all the way through the day, something happened, you think, oh, I've got to remember that's going to be what made me smile today. Or, you know, we make notes in our phone. Oh, good. And we're finding out things about each other and we're having conversations that we would never normally have had. But it's also just a beautiful way to finish off, off dinner. So, you know, and then we have, you know, other people come in and sit at our dinner table and we go around the table and I'm like, wow, this is awesome. So, you know, and then our kids go to other people's houses and they say, oh, this is what we do. And it's, again, that ripple effect. And mm-hmm. I just think it's a, it's just a, a beautiful way to finish off the day. Again, weaving back through, you know, that being aware. So throughout the day you've been aware about, you know, what you're learning and what's making you smile or laugh. So with all the things that we've just spoken about, it's weaving in that awareness and it's weaving in the choice. So... Yes. So good. Christine, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your wisdom around, you know, money mindset and the energetics of money and how we can change that in the dialogue with, you know, how we're talking to ourselves so that, um, you know, we can change that up and we can shift it so that we actually can impact the money that we make. But then also making sure that we're charging what we're worth. And, you know, as you said, when we're born, we are worthy and it's things that happen, you know, that we're, that we're told about with conditions after that that makes us feel that we're unworthy. So, and also, you know, obviously changing from that scarcity mindset over to abundance. So hopefully there's been a lot of aha moments in here for everyone listening. I know I've had lots of moments in there and if you want to um to reach out to christine and find out more about any of the topics i will drop her socials and her website into the link um yes her programs are all amazing i'll vouch for that oh thank you so much really appreciate it and it's such a fun chat so thank you so much for having me on thank you for being part of this week's episode i would love to hear your thoughts questions ideas and suggestions for future topics for the podcast so please get in touch on instagram the sharon cliff or through my website sharoncliff.com.au and if you're enjoying the podcast please go and rate it leave a review and subscribe so more people can find out about it until next time that's all from me